This is Stanley bringing you the sound doctrine of the Bible. Under God, I conducted sound doctrine seminars in 1997, 2007, and 2012. The We should always interpret the Bible contextually. That is the next point I want to spend some time on. And when we talk about biblical interpretation, there is another aspect we have to look into. The context of the entire Bible. For each of these contexts, I have picked up just one example and then I have dealt on that. Another example. Don't take every statement of man in the Bible as a word or a commandment or the promise of God. You can't take it in the absolute sense. Just because it is in the Bible, it is not biblical. We have to find out the difference between what is in the Bible and what is biblical. Now I am going to give you three examples to illustrate that truth. First John's Gospel, third chapter, second verse. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Is it right? Right. Is it wrong? Wrong. Nicodemus was very excited when Jesus turned water into wine. So he immediately says that you are definitely from God, otherwise these miracles you cannot do. He forgot that the Egyptian magicians could turn water not just into wine, they could turn water into blood. You can't say that God was with them. Say thousand one miracles are happening outside Christianity. In so many temples there are miracles. In Velangani there are miracles. Miracles outside the Christian context also. So just because a person is doing miracles, that does not mean that he is from God. It is partially true, it is not fully true. Even Jesus did not fully endorse that statement. What did he say? But Jesus told him. That is in answer to his commendation. Except a man be born again. He was getting into more serious truth than this superficial thing. So when a person in the Bible is very excited about some experience, he would be just extolled. And we should not take it verbatim as God's revelation of a particular doctrine. Some of it may be true, some of it may not be absolutely true. Usually what people speak out of excitement may or may not be correct. They would have been in the Mount of Transfiguration. They would have seen what other eyes have not seen. 
they would have heard what others have not heard they would have gone what others have, have not gone still they may be talking some rubbish there and the bible will say he did not know what he was talking that will be in the bible but it is not biblical so people out of excitement will say so many things in the bible that all will not become a doctrine oh rabbi you are definitely king of israel will say nathaniel that was a statement out of excitement because jesus told him i saw you under the fig tree because if somebody tells you how you will die or how your grandfather died you will immediately fall at his feet and die it's out of excitement but jesus said nathaniel come on come on just put your feet on the ground do you believe just because i told about this victory business but jesus said nathaniel the angels will come and go on the son of man the disciples came rushing to the lord jesus christ with great even the devils are obeying hey just put your feet on the ground your names are written in the book so you find jesus very many times corrected these excited expressions following some very exciting experiences of individual they do not become words or the revelations of god they must be taken with some reservation another example john's gospel 11th chapter reading from verse 47 to 52 the chief priests and the pharisees gathered a council and said what shall we do for this man works many signs If we let him alone like this everyone will believe him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them Caiaphas being high priest that year said to them you know nothing at all. Not do you consider that is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not the whole nation should perish. Now this he did not say on his own authority but being high priest that year he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. Is this statement correct? It is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not the whole nation should perish. Is it right? It's a corrupt statement. It is a politically motivated statement. How can you kill an innocent man to please the majority? Is it right? It's absolutely wrong. You know the fellow was politically motivated. Look at verse 48. It's about Roman Empire and how they would be released or some other nation will come and take all these kind of uh, aspirations. However, God overruled his corrupt statement. that's why it is called prophecy so that is an interpretation given by john he says that's a prophecy in other words it is a prediction you know even satan is god's servant god is sovereign he can overrule what people say with whatever motivation they have but what happened <laughs> this came untrue In AD 70, the people of Israel were destroyed. 
So let one fellow die for others is not a good logic. So the statement is in the Bible, but it is not a biblical truth. Now another reference. Acts 5. We'll read from 38 to 40. Now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. If this plan or this work is of man, it will come to nothing. If it is of God, you cannot overthrow it. Is it right? Right. Is it wrong? Wrong. It is a partially true. What did Gamaliel say in his Old Testament knowledge? If any work is of God, you cannot destroy it. If it is not from God, it will come to nothing. Now shall I tell you something? False religions grow faster than true Christianity in the world. Do you know Roman Catholics outnumber Protestants? Do you know that? Do you know Sai Baba and all his associates are drawing greater crowds than our evangelists? Do you know Michael Jackson is drawing more attention than all the Christian singers put together? So what are you saying? Nothing will come to an end so quickly and so suddenly. Ultimately, it will be destroyed. But today, broad is the way that leads to hell. We will be a minority. Little flock. You cannot simply say, why question it? If it is from God, it will stand. If it is not from God, it won't go like that. It will actually spread faster. Cancer will spread faster than health. Disease will always spread faster. Health will not spread. So the destruction is not immediate, it will be ultimate. So sometimes we quote this and there are many questionable practices in Christendom. When we question them, people say, hey, why talk about it? If it is from God, you cannot do anything. If it is not, that is a stupid statement. That is Gamaliel's advice, that is partially true, but that is not fully true. A man who studied under that Gamaliel only was destroying the church. So that is all the revelation that teacher, that doctor of law has. So just because it is in the Bible doesn't make it public. We should take a truth and keep it in the wholesome biblical context and see whether it is God's revelation. Another example could be whatever Job's friends spoke in the book of Job. Most of them are rubbish, you cannot follow that. How many sermons we have preached from what Job's friends have said. But that's not only true. So I'm not shaking your faith, mind you. I'm strengthening your faith. Because we have got a solid foundation of God's word. We have got full-fledged revelation in clear-cut terms with no ambiguity whatsoever. Yet that is God's dictum for us. There is another reason why there is there are such changes. In which language was the Old Testament written? Hebrew. In which language was the New Testament written? Greek. 
Do you know that there was an Old Testament in Greek also? That was actually a translation. That is called Septuagint. Now it is usually marked with that Roman letters L, X, X, 70, 50, 10, 10, 70. That means 70 scholars, 70 elders translated the Hebrew Old Testament into a Greek Old Testament. The New Testament writers many times quoted from the Greek Old Testament rather than the Hebrew Old Testament. By the time something was translated from Hebrew to Greek, already there were some translation problems. And that might have been carried here also. Now this gap we try to understand. We don't ignore this gap. We don't deny this gap. Gap is there. That is for our encouragement, that is for our strengthening of faith. Now with that I would like to close my subject of uh, interpretation of the scripture. We'll continue our study in the next segment. God bless you.